Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday morning, February 12th, the day before the big game. We're going to break down who's going to win and why. We're going to be talking about the Lightning being back on the ice after their winter break. And of course, baseball. Is there going to be baseball or not? Number here is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to get the show started. Do you love driving, but you hate your expensive car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your current car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. Yes, it's easy to refinance your current car payment and save up to $100 a month. Could you use an extra $100 a month? Then make this call to Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your current car payment. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. You can do it all from the comfort of your home. Call today and see how much you can save. Call 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Call now. 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Now. now. Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. All right, sports fans, let's get to it. Tomorrow's the big game. Now, when you talk about the final game of the football season, the big matchup, you think about two teams that maybe dominated their competition throughout the year, had no problems getting through the playoffs and you know getting ready for the final, final game. Well, that's not the situation in this game. You have two teams playing, the Bengals and the Rams, that... You know, really got there by one team, the Chiefs just self-destructing, if you want to say it that way. And the Bengals had a, you know, great comeback to win. And then you have the Rams that blew a 24-point lead in the divisional round against our Bucks. And they should have actually lost that game. And then the 49ers, uh, I think his name was Tart, dropped the uh, interception that would have um, given a win to the 49ers. However, all those things said, that's why you play the game. And here we are. Got the Rams versus the Bengals tomorrow from SoFi Stadium. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think is going to happen and who's going to win? Right now, the line is the Rams are favored by four points. Points. Uh, it's a 6.30 kickoff, which means that between all the, the halftime festivities and everything else, it won't get over till about 11 probably at night. Uh, I hope it's a good game. I think that both of these teams obviously have shown that they do have what it takes to hang in there and get the win, no matter what the circumstances are. Um, you know, you have great Receivers. I'm going to go there first. You have Cooper Cup and you have Jamar Chase. Big, big game winning catches, uh, huge catches to get the teams there. Uh, quarterbacks, you know, you have two quarterbacks that have never been to the Super Bowl before. One of them has been around the league for a while with Stafford. The other one is actually 
um, comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow, after having an ACL, MCL uh, surgery last year, missing the season last year, came back this year and looks like he's, um, you know, setting the world on fire. Second coming of Joe Namath, what they're saying. People compare him to Joe Montana. Um, anyway, he looks comfortable back there and what he's doing. Uh, he does have, like I said, Jamar Chase. He has a great uh, running back with Mixon. So th they're finding ways to win. I don't think that, you know, halfway through the season, Anybody would have thought that Cincinnati would be in the, the final game. They were a four seed coming into the playoffs, as were the Rams, by the way. Two four seeds. Um, you talk about defense. Well, you have Aaron Donald. Uh, you know, he, the Rams went all in when they re-signed Donald, when they signed a few other players. This was the year that they figured that they would go all in and, you know, Put all the chips on the table and, and go for it. And it's it's paid off, basically. So they're here right now. It's going to come down to a game where you have a quarterback in Joe Burrow who, for as cool as he is back there, he's able to move in the pocket, good reflexes back there. He's able to have a very, very good football IQ. But when you have people like... Sam Darnold chasing you down and Vaughn, it's it's a little bit different. It's hard to throw the ball when you're running for your life. Simply, if you look at what happened last year in the Super Bowl when you had Patrick Mahomes pretty much running for his life against our Bucks defense. Um, tough to get some plays done, tough to complete some passes, no matter how good you are back there. And Burroughs is not Mahomes. So you had the situation where Burroughs was sacked the most of any quarterback in the league this year. So that's going to be an issue, in my opinion. And on the other side of the coin, you have Stafford, who was intercepted the most of any quarterback in the league. So if you think that it might come down to defense, I think you're right. And if you look at which defense is better, I believe that the Rams are much better defense than Cincinnati had this year. Now, will it come down to special teams? Maybe it comes down to a field goal, in which case you have a field goal kicker for Cincinnati that kind of likes that big moment, if you remember a couple games in the playoffs this year. So it's going to be interesting if you break it down and you look at the top players. I like to look at the players on each team and see which team have the better big name players and kind of go from there. And when I do that, it's close, but I have the edge to the Rams by, if you look at the top 10, six to four, I think that um, Burrow's a gunslinger. He likes to take some chances and it will pay off for him in games. It already has in his young career. But I think in a game like this, you're not going to be able to take too many chances uh, against the Rams. And if you do get into a, a possibility where it's a back-to-back -back game, uh, one team scores, the other team scores, and it becomes a shootout, I don't believe that the Ra the Rams definitely have the advantage. Cincinnati does not have the, the weapons to keep up with a all-out shootout, if you will, with, with, um, with the Rams and, and their you know, high-powered offense. So what do I think is going to happen? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think that 
Although the spread's four points, I do believe that the Rams are going to probably win by at least six. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be a good game, no doubt. And, um, you know, when you when you think about both of these teams you know, having some good luck to get to where they are, you have to have luck to get to the final game as well as being talented. I think that both teams have had their share of luck, and I think that the Rams are a little more talented. And, you know, Burrow doesn't seem to get flustered back there, but when you are... Uh, trying to find your receivers as you're running for your life, I think that's going to be a little bit of a difference for him this year, especially in a game like this. They'll be playing on the Rams' home field. Uh, it's funny, all these all these years of Super Bowls, a home team never had uh, the home field. And last year, of course, we did down here. We won. And this year, the Rams have it out there at SoFi. And most likely, I don't, I don't see them losing. Um, I hope it's an exciting game. And uh, if it does go down in the wire, that would be even better. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. You can email me, sports at 901.com. And let me know your pick and why. Why do you think that one team will will win versus another and what player will be the MVP is it going to be Burroughs usually the winning team's quarterback is the MVP oh so good possibility of it being either um, Burrow or Stafford however you never know you could have someone like Jamar Chase step up there Um, Mixon could score a couple touchdowns Uh, you just don't know so anyway it's always fun to talk about let me know what you think and we'll be right back to talk more sports on Power 90.1 The Property Shop your one stop shop for all of your real estate needs looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market text HOMES to 71441 that's HOMES to 71441 The Property Shop is a full service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind The Property Shop is truly your one stop shop providing stellar service in all areas of realty and right now new home buyers will receive a one year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase more info online at the Property Shop USA or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, talking a little more football here. Probably the last time of the season. Uh, Player awards for the NFL were handed out this past week. And uh, Tom Brady got uh, edged out by... Who do you think? Yep, none other than Aaron Rodgers. You know, 50 sports writers vote for the MVP. Um, Tom Brady got 10 of those 50 votes. Rodgers got 39. And the last remaining vote went to uh, Cooper Cup. So that was the MVP award. Now, I I have an issue with Rodgers getting the award. Uh, if you look at it, at, the stats Brady had over a thousand more yards passing uh, Rogers had a better uh, I guess touchdown to interception ratio at 9.3 so I guess that's why they gave it to me through just four interceptions in 2021 season now saying that it's safe with the football but he's watching 
the Super Bowl tomorrow the same way I am and most likely you are on TV. His team's not there because maybe he didn't take enough chances. So to me, when you talk about the MVP, it's to me is what player is the most valuable to their team. Um, you know, I, I would argue that it would be Joe Burrows at this point. You take Burrows off Cincinnati and you know, what do they have? Probably nothing too uh, much to write home about. So my pick would have been something like that. Burroughs, Cooper Cup got the one vote. He was he had the best stats of any wide receiver uh, in many many years. Uh, I would think that not that he's the most important person on their team, but no, he he's up there. So he had um, he had a great season as well. But when it comes right down to it, you're going to pick the players who the, the media want to vote for, and they voted for him. You had the Offensive Player of the Year, which did go to Cooper Cup. Um, he's definitely going to, you know, he had the Triple Crown this year in, in receiving and touchdowns. Uh, fantastic, fantastic season. Uh, 16 catchers, touchdown catchers. Uh, you know, he's just one of the receivers that when you have to find – a receiver to go to if you're a quarterback you're calling his number as unfortunately we saw at the end of the game when they played the Bucks down here um, several weeks ago so none better than Cup at that position right now of course he was the offensive player of the year the defensive player of the year went to TJ Watt of Pittsburgh um, you know he, he missed two games of, of the full 17-game season this year. Uh, fantastic season. He had 22 and a half sacks. I think that tied Strahan's record, if I'm not mistaken, from 2002. So he's definitely a game changer and a game wrecker, if you will. Uh, he helped the Steelers uh, no, not get to the playoffs, but actually they did get to the playoffs. They get to get the playoffs. So, so he was the person on that defense that was the glue that held that team together. And I think that that was a well-deserved uh, award going to him. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Jamar Chase, who's actually playing tomorrow. He's the wide receiver that not much of a surprise that he would be Rookie of the Year. Um, set Cincinnati's team record for the most receiving yards in a single game. That was 266 and a uh, single season for 1,455 yards. Uh, fantastic year. And he'll be playing tomorrow and defensive rookie of the year went to Michael Parsons, a linebacker for Dallas. Uh, he's the, actually the first cowboy to win the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, after a season that saw him with 13 sacks. So a uh, fantastic player. He's going to be around for years to come, barring any injuries. Comeback player of the year, none other than Joe Burrow. You know, he had a torn ACL and MCL. Uh, he recovered, went through rehab, came back, and, you know, what a year. The rest is history, and here he is right now, you know, trying to finish the job that uh, he worked so hard to get back to. We'll see how that all plays out. Coach of the year was Mike Vrabel of the Titans. Uh, the Titans, as you know, finished as a top seed in the AFC. 
you know, they had a tough season. They had to suit up an NFL record, 91 different players on game day this season because of, you know, injuries to Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Dupree, COVID, everything else. So uh, Vrabel did a great job with what he had this year and unfortunately came up a little bit short. So those were the awards that were given out. Uh, again, not sure that I agree with all of them. I, I do with most of them. But again, I don't think that um, Rodgers would have been my MVP candidate if I had to uh, pick it. I'd love to hear yours. Let me know what you think. 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-748-6805. 800-748-6805. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. All right, sports fans, let's put the football on the back burner for a second and talk some lightning. Uh, finally, after their break, they're able to come back and, and play. Good game against the Avalanche on Thursday night. Now, we didn't win that game. We lost 3-2, to two, but if you look, I think this is the uh, Stanley Cup matchup here. These two teams... Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of defense in the beginning. The Lightning were a little bit lackadaisical, if you ask me. And um, they didn't respond well to some um, uh, of the plays that were being called by Colorado. But I, I think that if you look at these two teams, if someone said to me, we're going to see a seven-game series in the Stanley Cup between Colorado and Tampa, I'd say, okay, let's go for it because uh, it's exciting hockey when these two teams get together. When you watch Kucherov, who had a goal, and, and Point, who also scored, and Vasilevsky out there, when you have Kucherov and Point coming at you two-on-one, it's really fun to watch. You're not going to find uh, two better players uh, bringing the puck down the ice, looking to score than uh, those two. And both of them scored last night. Unfortunately, two goals was not enough as we lost 3-2. to two. But uh, we did make it interesting. We pulled Vasilevsky at the end. I think he had like 44, 47 saves, something like that. Um, a lot of shots. Uh, on both teams, I think we were outshot 24 to, to 10 in the first period. So um, not a lot of um, scoring, but a lot of shots, a lot of good plays. Sergachev put a great pass to point um, to, to make it three uh, two to two. So I, I think that if you look at the Lightning, the second half of the season here, now that the uh, All-Star game is over, uh, I think that you're going to see the team... Uh, really coming into their own. We're going to be in the playoffs, obviously. Just a matter of getting the right lines together and being able to uh, stay healthy. And that's what it comes down to right now. Um, like I said, watching the two teams play on Thursday night, they're two of the top teams. Colorado had 70 points, I believe, at that point, And we're right there with uh, 66. So, you know, if you know, maybe... maybe um, well, Florida may have something to say about that, but I think when it comes right down to it, uh, as the playoffs start, 
I wouldn't be surprised to see those two teams uh, fighting it out there sometime uh, in late spring for the Stanley Cup. Uh, some baseball news, you know, they had the players, they had the um, owners and whatnot in Orlando getting ready, trying to open baseball back up. As you know, there isn't uh, an agreement right now between the players' union and the owners, which means that the um, spring baseball isn't going to start on time, unfortunately. That's always a fun fun venue, especially being down here in Florida, getting to see the, the Rays down there in Port Charlotte, going to see the Yankees in Tampa, going to see the Phillies up in Clearwater. Um, you have Dunedin up there, Toronto, uh, Sarasota. So, uh, of course, it's always great to go to the spring training games. They're not going to start on time, like we said. Um I don't know what kind of progress they're making. My my take on this is that as you, once we get over this past this weekend with the NFL, uh, I think that you're going to have more serious talks, and I think you'll see some type of uh, agreement being reached. My hope is that it doesn't interfere with the start of the regular season. If the um, you know, spring season is interrupted, so be it. But I think that... Um, you know, we have to do what we have to do to make sure that the regular season isn't affected at all. More baseball talk. It seems as though Major ba- Major League Baseball and uh, Commissioner Manfred, they're definitely behind um, the, the Rays in support of a, a Tampa location. Uh, it's going to come down to now with the Rays really focusing on that location on where it's going to be and you know solidify something here the talk's been going on for many years of course we had that sister city up in montreal idea that was um passed around by them but that got shot down a couple weeks ago so now it's back to uh where it needs to be which is which is right here you have to have a stadium that is going to be able to support 81 games a year. Uh, That's half of the season. And, you know, it's different. If you're talking about St. Pete over there, I mean, St. Pete's a great area. It's, it's, you know, the the entertainment district over there. You have the beaches, uh, theater. You have downtown St. Pete, which is nice. Um, You know, it's awesome. It's actually better in a lot of ways than on this side in Tampa. But when it comes to a stadium, and, and fans to be able to go to that stadium, they're all over here. You have the Buccaneers, which are here. You have the Lightning at Amway, which is here. You have the Yankees over on uh, across from um, the Bucks on Dale Mabry. So people know that this is where the population is. I mean, you got 2.4, 2.5 million people within the 30-minute radius from Ebor. And that's what we need. That's Major League Baseball knows that. They know that it does not work in St. Pete, where they're at right now. So they're not going to try to fix that problem over there because you can't fix it. You need to rethink what's going on and move it to a place where it is. So that's over here. I mean, like I said, nothing against St. Pete. You know, very good qualities in some situations better than uh, Hillsborough. But for a baseball stadium to be able to keep the Rays here in the area and to be able to service the team the way that they should be, it definitely needs to be here 
um, in the area where they proposed uh, down in, in Ybor. Anybody wants to dispute me talking about that, please do. I'd love to be able to break it down and, and hear your thought process and um, you know, see what you have to say. The number here is 877-448-7901. Um, you know, there really isn't... They had a proposal. The stadium's going to be um, not eight hundred eight hundred million dollars, and that's without a uh, retractable roof, which would be another hundred hundred and fifty million. I'm hearing. Uh, so it's going to come down to what the county is going to allot for um, allocations going forward to be able to support the team. And I really think that when it's all said and done, uh, I mean, just look for a second of all the major league. Baseball players that have come out of this area, probably the most of anywhere in the country. We could break down names and we'll do that in another show, but look it up and see. This area is a huge farm for baseball players coming up through the system. I don't mean the minor league system. I just mean the system, the the little league going into the to the Babe Ruth system, the Saladino tournament, all of that. This is a great area for baseball. We need to keep the rays down here. So we need to really just focus and get laser focus on one location, narrow it down, get the pricing, figure out how to do it, you know, get the boxes sold, get the businesses behind the plan, and, you know, solidify it and get it done. So whether it's the... The, the county with, with Hagen here, whether it's the Rays, um, we need to be able to get on the same page, get it done. If you're going to hurt someone's feelings over in St. Pete, do it now. And for the good of the team, for the good of the fans, you know, let's go ahead and, and figure out what needs to be done to be able to make it work for the Rays. Because you look at what they've done over the last several years. <clears throat> they've given more to this area with how they perform between the lines than a lot of Major League Baseball teams that have a much higher payroll and bigger city markets. I think we're 13th in the country as far as the uh, metropolitan market goes. So again, I would love to hear your, th- your comments on that. If you disagree with me, I'd like to hear why, but I'm pretty sure that we need to get the stadium, needs to be here in Ybor, and you know, work out the details, get it done. JimmyBSports.com If you want to shoot me an email We can talk that way Whatever works for you We'll be right back to talk more sports You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1 Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions Healthcare Help Desk can help you now When people need help the most Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, healthcare is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Healthcare Help Desk. 800-940-8099. 800-940-8099. 800-940-8099. Now, now. 
Back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking a little bit about the NBA. The trade deadline came and went this week. Uh, Probably the biggest move that any team's made were the Brooklyn Nets and the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, You probably heard by now that the Nets got rid of uh, uh, James Harden. Now, he's been injured a little bit, and all of a sudden it was the big three at Brooklyn with Durant, Irving, and Harden, and all of a sudden between Irving only playing half the games because of COVID restrictions where he can't play inside his his own uh, home stadium there because of the restrictions. Um, Durant hurt a little bit on and off, never really panned out. So now the big three is down to the big two. Harden expressed interest about wanting out of there. And... um, no, Daryl Morey of the Sixers put it together. Uh, some tense negotiations. So in the end, we got the Sixers got rid of Ben Simmons, who, if you followed that for the last year and a half, it's been a nightmare. Um, what he has done, or I should say has not done, as far as uh, not being able to play for the Sixers, uh, he can't shoot, doesn't want to shoot, whatever it might be, his issues... Uh, on the court are, are those that, as of right now, in my opinion, he, uh, yes, he's a great defensive player. Yes, he's a good uh, rebounder. Um, but as far as another player to score, he brings zero to the table. The Nets may not need that if Durant and Irving can play, if they're healthy and play. Um, so in, overall, it might be a good thing for the Nets. Uh, they also were able to get Curry, from the Sixers and Drummond as a center and the Sixers got Harden and, and Millsap a forward. So at the end, I think if you look at it, it was a good trade for both teams based on the potential and where these players wanted to play or didn't want to play. Simmons did not want to play for Philly anymore and Harden really, his head wasn't in um playing for the Nets. So I think that was a trade that uh, probably worked out good for both sides on paper anyway. Of course, you have to take that to the court and um, see what happens. Uh, Porzingis got traded from Dallas to free up some money for um, some other players with Luka Doncic there. So I think that's going to work out good for them. I want to talk about one more thing in basketball. Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. What a circus out there. Um, you know, pretty much anything that LeBron touches anymore doesn't seem to work out. You have him and Anthony Davis. Now, you know, when they're healthy, when they're playing, um, the two of the best players, no doubt. But it's been a challenging season for them. They picked up they picked up Russell Westbrook. They signed him before the season started, and you know, he has a great past great history averaged a triple double and not so long ago but right now he's complaining that he's not uh in the the lineup at the end when the game counts and uh there's some friction on there well well, pretty much you can't and he thinks he deserves to be based on what he's accomplished uh previously in his career well russell you only as good as your last game and if you look at the stats look at the box score you're pretty um your stats are pretty minute 
to put it nicely, uh, most of this season. So should you be out there at the end of the game when you're shooting, you know, averaging seven points, uh, three points, 16 points? Basically, no. So either get used to being a role player, I suppose, at this point, but his salary is astronomical, which really puts the Lakers in a tough position. And, you know, I'm not a, I'm a big Lakers fan, so it doesn't really matter to me what they do. But from the sport, it would be nice to see um, Westbrook figure it out that he's not as as good as he once was and needs to accept the role, whatever that may be at this point. So that's the basketball news. Uh, other things that seem a little bit off to me this week. If you watch the Olympics, um, I, I want to uh, touch a little bit on the Olympics. Number one, it's not just me, but a lot of people have mentioned that it's tough to find what time they're on. They're on in the middle of the night because it's over in China. Um, it seems to me, and I'm sure it's just me, but every time I go to watch something, all oh, this is curling so far. So I've about had all the curling that I can handle. Looking forward to the hockey, looking forward to, uh, I know the women had a good uh, win in the quarterfinals. The men blanked China as well. So that'll be fun to see uh, in the next couple of days here how that all works out. But you look at the background over there on some of these, you know, a lot of times the Olympics, you would have a nice venue. Uh, they show the good part of the country of where the Olympics are. You're over there in China. You have um, these slopes set up for the downhill uh, skiing with the moguls and whatnot, and it's next to a, a nuclear plant. It's next to power plants. You're wondering what the heck they're thinking. It's the only place that they can um, put these, put these, uh, set up the events because it's really something that's not no, too nice to look at, let alone from a safety standpoint. What's going on? I know there's some issues with um, a, a skater there that has tested positive for a, I think it was a um, heart drug, and she's 15 years old with Russia. As you know, Russia can't even use their, their country's name in the Olympics. They're banned for two years because of cheating in the past with doping. So who knows what goes on over there? And again, 15 years old, I'm sure that um, someone is... Uh, telling that poor girl what to do or what not to do as far as the stuff. So hopefully that gets um, you know remedied and and I just hope that everyone is able to get out of China safely. That the Olympics are able to uh, come to a, a, a positive end and the Americans make a decent showing over there. Um, you know I also want to touch briefly on this uh, transgender swimmer. Uh, Leah Thomas for the University of Penn. As you know, um, the swimmer was originally on the men's team, um, didn't do all that well, and went over to uh, transgender change, and now they are swimming on the girls' team, setting all the records, winning by you know pool lengths. If you look, a lot of people, including her uh, own teammates, filed a petition not allowing it. Uh, it was overruled. I, I don't for the life of me understand why a court would uh, allow this to continue. 
However, you know, they have, they've put into place some testosterone limiting treatments. You have to be, you know, certain level for 18 months and whatnot. I'll tell you this, it's going to be the downfall of women's sports, women athletics across the board if this continues. I don't know what the answer is and it, 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 if they have, want to have their own type of oh, competition and setup, so be it. But you cannot intermingle the two. It, it doesn't make any sense on any level. I'm not trying to be um, politically incorrect at all. I'm just from a, a common sense standpoint, you're going to have more of a negative fallout uh, very, very shortly here. Like I said, it will be the downfall of women's sports uh, across the across the page on every sport you can think of if this uh, continues. So what the answer is, I don't know, but it's got to change. The other thing that aggravated me this week is hearing about Tom Brady after a week of being retired. Now they're saying, now he says, well, you know, it's not written in stone. I, I may come back. We'll see what happens. Uh, I never say never and all that stuff. So, Tom, you're the one that a week ago said that you want to walk away, spend time with the family and do all that and that you're happy with that. Seven days later, it's not the media saying, you know, do you think you'll ever come back? No, it's you. So what are you doing? Is there something going on that, um, you know, is there a reason why Leftwich and... Um, um, Leftwich didn't take the head coaching job somewhere. Is there, um, you know, underlying issues there with you and Arians? Maybe Arians um, going to step down despite the fact that uh, he said he's going to come back. Who knows? But I'd like to know, the team needs to know what your thoughts are about staying away from the game or coming back to, to the game. If you want to come back, you need to do it sooner rather than later so that the team needs to you know, know how to address the quarterback situation. I personally wish that you wouldn't have retired in the first place to play one more year like your contract has. But since you have retired, then I think it's best that you stay retired and let the team move on. Just my thoughts of something that aggravated me this week. The number here, guys, is 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. would love to hear your comments. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. It's been great sharing my views with you uh, you can reach me again at 877-448-7901 as always enjoy the game tomorrow have a great weekend stay vigilant stay safe and above all stay positive and we'll talk to you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show